0: Hey everyone, it's Megan. So excited to be here with you for the first week of our espresso version of Coffee with Kalia. In this shorter podcast, I'm going to be discussing a spinoff from our last episode on resilience, and my topics are going to be on self-care. So if you have a little bit of time, grab your espresso. I've got mine here beside me, and let's get started. So As you may recall on our last episode of Coffee with Kalia, Vanessa and I shared with you six ways to build resilience. And we strongly believe that you can build resilience and it's not something that you have to either have or not have. I think that when I think about some of the builders that we spoke about, one of the builders that was really important to me was self-care. So I live with an autoimmune condition called lupus, which if you're not familiar, is a little bit of an intimidating illness if you don't know a lot about it. So it's a systematic autoimmune disease, which essentially your tissues and organs are attacked by itself. So your own body is effectively taking over and attacking healthy cells. And it can affect a lot of different systems in the body. So for some, it's your joints, some skin, kidneys, blood cells, your brain, heart, or lungs can be infected. Um, And so it can be a very, very serious illness. A lot of patients have to manage their illness through harsh steroid drugs like um, hydroxychloroquine or um, prednisone is also the other name for it. And, And so it can have a lot of effect on how you feel mentally and just how you spend your day. Early on in my diagnosis, I actually was on Prentazone as the drug. uh, I was on this for three years. I found it extremely difficult on my body and at the time and currently, I don't have any organ involvement or inflammation that is active in my body. So with the help of my team, I made a decision to start managing my health through nutrition, physical activity, sleep, and a lot of things that really fall into that self-care topic. I'm constantly being forced to be resilient while living with a chronic illness, and it's very much an important part of my everyday life. So I think that when I think about how I had to adjust my mindset while living with an illness... I really was able to start mastering these skills and I really do think that they've had an overarching theme in helping me in all areas. So I don't let lupus define me and I really don't actually talk about it that often. I'm only sharing it with you because I think more people can relate now than ever to the importance of some of these skill builders. So when I think about my self-care kit, if I would like to describe it that way, I have all these different aspects of health that fall into that self-care. And really when I was going through that list, it was shocking to me how much of it was really focused on health. And so I believe that self-care also can reflect on health and well-being. So you can imagine that when your body starts failing on you, how disappointing it is. When You've experienced this status of healthy living when you're used to being able to run at a certain speed, when your body essentially betrays you, it's really tough. Not everyone has an experience with illness, but so many people do. And so, by sharing this with you, I really hope that whether it's you or someone you know, uh, you can get a takeaway of how you may be able to use this toolkit and improve your self care. And ultimately your overall health. So my number one tool is sleep. When I get enough sleep, I'm able to take on my day with in full capacity. I'm usually getting around seven to eight hours of sleep, and this is because I go to bed between nine and ten o'clock in the evening and often wake up early in the morning, sometimes between five and six, depending on the day and how I'm feeling. But I learned early on that I couldn't could not Go past a certain part of the day. So I don't force myself to stay up to all hours of the night. And I'm really more of a morning person. But recognizing how much sleep you need and it's unique to you, some people can run off less and some people need more, is a really, really strong part of keeping your self care in check. Second thing in my toolbox that I love to use is my nutrition. Now, as I mentioned before, I do have my education in nutrition so it's really a wonderful way to be able to understand what i put into my body now i'm not saying i'm i'm a whole foods eater or on any regimented diets i am aware of what i put into my body i love those little brookside dad chocolate berries as a little snack and i you know i don't eliminate anything completely from my diet But I do pay attention to what makes me feel good and when I may be feeling more inflammation. Water. Can't elaborate on this enough. Just drink it. You know, have a glass of water constantly. Have a special cup throughout your house that you pick up and take everywhere with you. Because that water is going to fuel your brain and make you feel much better. So hydration, um, you should be going to the bathroom a couple times a day. You've probably heard the old um, saying about the color, and it should be clear just in case you need a reminder. But there are a lot of really beneficial effects uh, of water, and it's free. It comes out of the tap, uh, and it's an easy way to feel well. Take the time you need to take a break. So if you're going through the day and you just feel exhausted, take a 10-minute nap. You know, I think that one of the interesting things, if you think about it, is now more than ever, if you are working from home, you're able to take a little cat nap or take a step back a little easier than you would have been at the office. But that 10-minute or 20-minute shutdown can give you the energy you need to get through the day and really get back to your focus. So a few weeks ago, one of our words of the week was actually focus. And I think that we're living in a very distracted state a lot of the time where we're being pulled in a lot of different directions. And so if we can focus in, take a step back, know what we need to get done, we'll actually become more efficient. And so that is a really important tool, knowing when to just take take a time out, take a break, take one minute, take 10. Just take your time. Laughing. This one might seem trivial, but I am notoriously a very serious person, believe it or not. So, getting a a laugh out of me or um, just lightening up can be challenging. I never really realized it until the last few years when I suddenly was more serious. I had all these things going on in my head and I had a to do list and I forgot the power of just smiling, and lightening up. So I'm a pretty positive person, and it wasn't affecting my positive behavior. It was affecting my ability to just lighten up, be free, not be so serious about the things I needed to do. And what was happening is that I would have this list of things I needed to do, and I was unable to actually just let go until they were all done. And so if someone said something to me or asked me to, you know, take a sidestep, I'd be like, no, I got to get this done. But that's not actually the case. It's okay to lighten up throughout the to-do list, so to speak, and, and smile, laugh, take in a joke. It will get done. You just have to sort of laugh, learn to laugh along the way. The other thing with self-care that I think that I add to my toolbox is learning and reading. It's so important for our mind to grow. It's so important for our minds and our confidence to take in information. And that has been a really great strategy for me in my self-care toolbox. Physical activity. So this will be the last one that I speak about today. Do it at your level. Not everyone is going to enjoy being physically active to the standard that is sometimes put out into the world. So I come from an athletic background. I enjoy sport. That is what I like. I like competition. That is in my nature. But that's not for everybody. And I think that we need to understand that being physically active does not mean you have to compete. It does not mean that you have to be in a very regimented um, program. It doesn't even mean that you need to join a gym. Being physically active is is something that needs to be personal to you, and you need to understand that it is fundamentally rooted in movement. So, a lot of my world is um, focused around sport, and I'm married to, you know, a professional coach, and I've got a lot of athletic people in my family. But to me, it's very important that we go away from this mindset that to. Move your body means you have to be in a sport or a competitive arena. I think you need to understand the things you enjoy. And I think that you just need to do it. You know, that could be as simple as, you know, standing in the spot, walking up and down. It could be going up and down your driveway. It could be the most basic of of movements that make you feel better. And over time, you're going to start developing new habits and new routines and it will become easier. So I think the other thing before I, I switch topics here on physical activity is that it's important to know you have to start somewhere. And when I think about my self-care and living with an illness, I'm fortunate that the inflammation is currently at bay. I'm in remission. But there is a lot of pain associated with being able to move. And by including this in your life, you you need to do it at a level that's going to be suitable to you. So what about being mindful? How does self-care and being mindful connect? Well, we need to be able to be mindful to be able to create the self-care because it's your mindset that you actually have to recognize when you need to take those moments and, and take care of you. I'll speak from a perspective of a female. We have a tendency to take care of everybody else in our life before we take care of ourselves. So it's in our nature most times that we put ourselves in positions of caring, of making sure everyone else is okay. And oftentimes, we're the last to get the, the care we need. And so I think it's really important that we we recognize this and start moving in a direction that puts you on your list, put your needs on your list and ensure that you're providing an environment that you're able to thrive. Now, if you're at home with a family or have kids and we're in this unique uh, state that we're working from home with our families, try to incorporate some of these into your family plan. I mean, we are out on our bikes with our kids every single day. We make sure that they're eating food that is, you know, nutritious, but also fun for them. We give them choices in that and ensure that they have the energy they need to get outside. Now, that's not to say that we're not putting screens in front of them. You know, we had a long, cold, rainy stretch the last few weeks and sure, they were watching more TV but we also made sure that we were getting them outside when they could be and and doing those activities that were important for them. Something that's that's always stuck with me uh, as a mom that I learned early on or read early on was the advice that remember your kids are being told what to do all of the time. Go here, go there, get dressed, do this, go in, go out. Um, eat now, drink water, get a bath. Their whole early life has been dictated to. And so adopting a little bit of freedom for them has been one of my missions and allowing them to have autonomy in some of their choices. And using this time, especially with them at home, is is really key to having them have good self-care And we're trying to teach them from a young age that they have the right and the ability to to choose those moments as well, because sure, they drive me nuts every now and again, or they're loud or asking a question, but they're just young minds and they need to be taught how to involve these things into their life. So um, it comes at every age, it comes at every uh, stage of life, and it's really important that we we take self-care seriously. Now more than ever, because I think that it does help with building resilience, but it's also key in um, our ability to thrive. So anyway, I think that that is going to wrap up my espresso version of coffee with Kalia this morning. And I really hope that you can get a few takeaways from this episode. We'd love for you to share our podcast, subscribe, or even leave a positive comment This is a fun and exciting opportunity for us to share with the world things that we believe in. You can also check out our Facebook group, Kalia Community, because we actually have weekly discussions where we're talking about some of these topics in in more depth and it's amazing what our community is bringing to the table. So if you're already on the community, thank you so much for being on this journey with us. If you love Instagram, uh, we're on at Kalia underscore, underscore life. And thanks for listening today. Uh, I'll chat again soon. Bye for now.